0: What is going on, everybody? This is Charles S. Livingston reporting live from Northeast Arkansas with today's edition of the Hogcast. On today's show, we are going to uh, break down the uh, Arkansas-Southeast Missouri State game that was played in North Little Rock yesterday afternoon. Uh, then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, SEC Bowl games, and of course we're going to talk about the coup d'etat, the only game that really matters, the uh, Texas Bowl, featuring the Arkansas Razorbacks and the Texas Longhorns, arguably the greatest state in the nation, Arkansas playing the worst state in the nation, the state of Texas. Uh, we're joined on today's episode by Logan Double L Livingston. What's up, everybody? And we're also joined by our recruiting guru and just all-around good guy, Colby Yarbrough.
1: What's up, everyone?
0: So I said all-around good guy because you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it just it makes you—it it makes the people think that you're uh, think that you're cool, and you know, and you probably feel better <laughs> about it too, you know. So that's a good thing. Uh, Colby and I were talking, you know, we, we, it's a good thing you didn't hear the, uh, serial discussion we just had before we got on the, uh, on the, on the air. It was, uh, it's pretty conclusive, but, uh, we're here to talk about the Razorbacks now. And, uh, that's what we're going to do. Uh, the Razorbacks invaded North Little Rock yesterday. Uh, they played their annual game in Alltel Arena. They outran the Southeast Missouri State. Um, uh, I don't even know what their name was. What was her name? Red Hawks. I just know Red
2: Dickie Nutt coaches them. Dicky Nutt, yeah. <laughs> I had to, I had to like, I'd do a double take. I thought Houston Nutt was coaching their team for a second. I was like, hold on a minute.
0: And you almost rejoiced, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I was like, man, it's a win. Mark it.
0: They, uh, you know, Houston was a pretty good basketball player back in the day. It's central, right? Yeah, central. And he, he, I think he walked on to uh, the university as well. And just, I mean, obviously he wasn't the basketball player that he was the football player. But, you know, you it could be argued that he wasn't a great uh, – Either either one, but, um, you know, I, I would make that argument. But we're not here to talk about Houston Nuts' hoops career. We're here to talk about the hoop hogs.
2: Our views would be abysmal
0: if that was the case. Oh, uh, guys, the Razorbacks are so depressing now that we're going to uh... –
2: Houston Nuts career podcast.
0: Yeah, uh, well, that year he beat Alabama and almost beat Tennessee was fun. <laughs> uh anyway so the razorbacks they they sort of took care of business again yesterday against southeast missouri the game was never really in doubt they you know it, i wasn't what did y'all think about the game i mean bobby portis was bobby portis Qualls had a big night um and uh you know first half we kind of closed out hot i thought we i don't know what the run was exactly i 15 think it was to like 15 Bill to 5 and bell got hot
2: there at the end he had a right. couple of big threes
0: It was sort of hanging in the balance for a few minutes, but, you know, they pulled away. So, I mean, anything you see that you're encouraged by, anything you saw that you were not encouraged by, is it a little bit of both?
2: Yeah, um, one of the things that I saw that I had seen, I I missed a couple of the games this year, but I saw when Durham was on the court with Madden, the ball Mm -hmm. movement was significantly better as long as Madden wasn't turning the ball over, which I know has been a problem uh, so far this season. But I like seeing those two on the court together. It made made, uh, the ball movement much better.
0: I agree. I agree. I noticed that as well, Colby.
1: Yeah, I was going to talk about Madden as well. He had four assists and one turnover. He looked a lot more comfortable and kind of accepting his row back at two guard, um, not feeling like he has to force everything. But um, he only had seven points, but he just looked a lot better. The offense flowed a lot better, like Logan said. And, you know, Arkansas also need him late, late down the stretch, so hopefully he can continue what he's doing. And then, um, you know when they need their scoring, you know he's got to step it up as well. But uh, they didn't need it last night, and I thought he played, you know, uh, well in that way. Now, he didn't force anything and just played, uh, played uh, inside the Portis, and uh, he had some nice passes.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that. Uh, again, this was probably our most dangerous. I, I mean, I would say our probably our most dangerous uh, remaining non-conference game. Uh, you know, just sort of not not knowing a ton about the other teams we've got left.
2: That just you know that they've well, been in to the tournament. And it was in little rock too which we have, right, we, exactly. have had, we had we failures before
0: that's exactly right we've had it's a mixed bag there you know you never know so i i was encouraged by how uh, you know you handle business here's the thing like uh, the thing i've been hearing a lot about this week across the nation um this week before christmas is really sort of a weird time because you got kids you know looking forward to going home looking forward to presents looking forward to eating ham uh, i mean yeah finals, finals yeah. You know. I mean, I'm looking forward to eating ham all the time, so it wouldn't be a distraction if I were a basketball player. But Bobby Portis is—he's a little bit just a, a somewhat higher end athlete than I am. But um if you can believe that, I know you're gonna have to spend your disbelief on that, but uh, it, it's true. Um, but the, I thought they—I thought they handled it well. Yeah, you know, with the impending threat of finals and all that stuff, they—they they got you know they kind of rolled into the break a little bit and. Um, like I said, it, we're all sort of looking towards the uh, beginning of a conference play now. Obviously, the Georgia game and things like that, because that's when we're really going to see what we can expect from the Razorbacks moving forward. Uh, again, it was a good team win. Uh, they lost their composure at some times uh, with what well, with the technicals and all, but um, you know, so I'm not I'm not crazy about that. But that's just um, you know, I mean, better in that environment than it would be in a, in a bigger game, you know. So. Um,
2: I think Quals you know, I, I earned another spot on the Sports Center top ten. One of his dunks in that game as well.
0: It's become almost a regular occurrence, hasn't it?
2: It really has. He's become like a recruiting like tool in itself.
0: I'll tell you what I was nervous about. Every time they'd show a, a cutaway to Houston Nutt in the, in attendance, that was always disheartening to me. You know,
1: <laughs> my question is: the Nut Brothers were there, Danny? Yeah, the,
0: Nut, the Murray but, State Mafia, just the, invent, the
2: inventors it. of the Wildcat offense. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's how
0: they're known on uh, on Wikipedia, the the inventors of the Wildcat, you know. So, uh, I just thought, you know, it, it was a little. Anytime he's back in the state, I get a little nervous, you know. Like, I, like the, if we don't want to make our own version of cereal, can, can we make sure Brett Bielman is protected by the by the Secret Service until Houston leaves the state <laughs> and goes back to uh, to I think he's in Dallas now. Like, I, I don't want anything terrible to happen to Bert and uh, and Houston. Just say, well, shucks. I'll coach a team in the bowl game, Please and no. then Texas and then Texas ends up beating us, and um, <laughs> and then Houston leaves and has another no. It was a Barry Alvarez situation.
1: No, he, he would get the win. He'd pull off the win, and then would hire him somehow. He'd talk everybody into hiring him. And six year just,
0: extension, like, six year extension, four million dollars a year, <laughs> brother. Let me tell you, I told you I had some years left in the tank. Uh, but anyway, you know, it was, it was a decent win. You know, like Logan said, you know, recruiting. There's still some. There's still some drama around, you know, K.J. Hill and, got, you know, K.J. still hasn't signed with the University of Florida. And I, I feel hey, like the man, longer he – what would you say?
1: You, you said K.J. You mean Kayvon?
0: Kayvon, yeah. K.J. Hill's – yeah. Well, you know, they they hoop together, so I kind <laughs> of uh, – you know, apparently I'm looking forward to that Christmas ham as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, Kayvon, I feel like, and we said it before, the longer he kind of twists in the wind, the better off that is for us. You know, I, I've seen him play a couple times. He's a really good ball – he's very smooth um he's like a poor man's joe johnson which is a pretty pretty good option to have in my opinion um i just feel like if he, you know it, so it'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on here i'm hoping that kj hill can work on him a little bit but, you know we'll see is there is there anything new on that front that i haven't that i haven't seen uh with kavan
1: oh well, he, he was at the verizon uh, watching them practice uh i think oh. um, friday night so you know that that only helps did I he go that, watch the, Florida the practice? Whole, the, the whole team, I mean, I don't, I don't think he, he's flown down to Florida to watch them anytime lately.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, interesting. Oh, so anytime you they're can get that
1: interaction um, with the coaches, basketball recruiting is a little different. I think in football, if somebody commits, I don't think the coaches actively still recruit the player. Um, like football, you know, it's fair game if they're committed. So I think if the player comes out and shows interest, and then the, you know, uh, that's when the school pursues them. The way I understand it. And so, uh, you know, I think Kayvon's still interested in him going to practice, uh, shows he is, and at least has some interaction and kind of can get recruited um, without getting recruited, basically.
0: It's not the worst thing in the world
2: is what you're saying. Exactly. Who was the I mean,
1: other guy you know, from North Little Rock you guys were talking about the other night? He scored like 30 or something. No, that was some
0: guy from, I think, I've never heard of him from M- Van Mitchell Buren. Mitchell Smith, yeah, uh, yeah it, from Van Buren. He right. had like 30-something.
1: He's got an offer from Arkansas and Oklahoma State, but I've never really heard his name much. I don't know if he's a junior or senior. I probably should have research, researched that before I came on, but I didn't. <laughs>
2: they didn't mean put you yeah. on the spot. I just remembered that. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: <laughs> it's he, he looks like a big-time player. He's like 6'10", and um, he had like, what, 14 rebounds, 32 points. and uh, I,
2: like, I like big-time players.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with Logan on this. The more big time players we can apprehend, I'm for it. Like I don't, I don't really care. Um, do what you need to do. Get big time players involved in the mix. So, um, you know, he's a. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he evolves. You know, we really have to clean up this these in state recruits, and this is the same for football that it is for for basketball. We cannot afford to let these kids just because that's such a big deal. You know, you think about some of the kids who have left uh, recently, and it's been. Um, you know, it's it's been tragic that they've they've gotten away. So,
1: and it's been a while in football and basketball where this many kids in state, you know, high caliber players in state there that there has been, and I can't think of one in a while. And I guess you know, no know this year. He was the number one player coming out in the country, but I mean, we've had Kayvon Allen, uh, we had Beard, and we have uh, you know Monk coming up, and then um, oh, um, this guy from Van Buren's pretty good, and then um, what's his name from North Little Rock as well has been recruited pretty hard.
0: Oh, um, oh K.J. Hill?
1: No, it's the other, um, I can't, I went blank. But there's, uh, Moore, Adrian Moore. Oh,
0: Adrian Moore, yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: He's just 11th grader, but he's getting recruited pretty heavily. So, I mean, there's a bunch of in-state players who are really good in basketball and football. And the thing about basketball, you only have to get, you know, one or two a year. I mean, if the state produces high caliber players, you know, if you can get the one out, to, or out of the state per year, I mean, that's pretty much all you need.
0: Right. And if you you fill in the gap with somebody else, that's great, you know. So, and the thing I like about Kavon is that I don't believe he's a one and done type player. You know, I think he's a really good player and I think he'd be a contributor in the system. But I look at him as more of a portis type. Now I'm not saying Bobby couldn't have left last year because I mean, you know, his season sort of spoke for itself, but he didn't. He's back for two years. I think it's exceedingly unlikely he comes back for a third year, but um I mean, especially if he keeps hooping the way he is, but you know, if you get two years from a guy like Kavon, and especially if that helps him helps you get, you know, Malik Monk on campus, well, now you're talking about a a potential bonanza scenario where you've just got studs all over the court. Well, Kavon Allen and. You know, like, I mean, that's that's about all you need. You and, know. and I know
1: it's not going to happen. But if Porter decides, hey, I love the University of Arkansas, I want to help him get a national championship, and he stays his senior year.
2: If you, you have know, Portis you, and Monk and Kavon, that's just man. And
1: then you got Jimmy Witt, who he's a top fifty player that's coming in this year. And I don't know if you've seen his tape, but he's pretty legit too. I mean, there's a, uh that's a definitely a Final Four team.
0: I'm, I'm going to tell you something that that would not be good for me because I would just I would die in ecstasy seeing all of this <laughs> like, I, I feel like I, I would have woken up in 1991 again or something like I should see like no one on the side I mean it, if that happens like that would be great for Razorback fans, but it would be bad for me because I would just my heart would explode. I would just be like, "Oh my God, look at all this! This is wonderful." I mean, you got Portis throwing down oops from half court. You know, you got Cavon hitting freeze. You got Malik Monk doing everything that is possible. You know, and you got me just grinning like it. You know, like bury me in my Corliss Williamson jersey because because good days are coming back. But um, that would yeah, you're right. It's a pipe dream. But here's I mean, you know, Cavon's committed to Florida right now, and you know, so it's it's sort of you know it's all a pipe dream, but until he signs i think you have to say man what's making him what's making him think why is he holding up on it and you know and the the other thing that we've talked about it a million times but it, he's still a senior you know so he committed to florida at such an early stage that it, it doesn't really it didn't really behoove him to commit that early seeing, seeing as how he still got to play another season in arkansas like you know so you you wonder if maybe people are you know talking to him maybe his opinion's shifting i don't know like i you know maybe i'm reading too much into it but yeah, if he's showing up to practice and things like that, that's wonderful. So, um, anyway, the current hoop hogs are now eight and two. They've got another. I think they got two, they have two more patsies or three more patsies.
1: I think they got a game Monday, and then they got three more non commerce games though.
0: Okay, so they get three more. They should get to eleven and two. Uh, I think that's about what we all predicted before the season. Is that right? Yep,
1: yep. yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Eleven and two, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, so that's a solid record. regard you know, and, and the schedule is way tougher than it's been. I mean, even a team like Dayton. And,
2: um, SMU, you know, like,
0: SMU, like, you know, Iona. teams like Iona, you know, they, they're going to see Southeast Missouri, I still think, has a potential. They're just five and six now, but they, I mean, they, they've played some big games. You know, these are teams that, you know, you got to keep an eye on the rest of the way because they can really help your uh, strength of schedule. Yeah, so, our um, RPI
2: is already way higher than it was this time last year, so that's good.
0: Is the high RPI a good thing?
2: That is a good thing. <laughs> we we like that. We like that. Mm-hmm. They
1: did say last year that was the number one uh, thing they looked at as far as NCAA teams is uh, put them in the, the the dance.
2: Well, I think if we'd have had this same RP the same like RPI last year with our record, we'd have got in. But we oh, played yeah. too we played too many like really really terrible teams last year to make up for.
0: All right, so um, yeah, and like I said, you know, it's always going to evolve like that. You, we just have to sort of, you know, I feel I mean, so so what do you think the magic number is in the SEC? Do you twenty two wins, twenty three wins? What, what what do y'all think?
2: I think 20 to I think 22 gets us in. I really I think 22 is what we need to do.
1: 22 and get one in the tournament or maybe even 21 and get one in the tournament. Uh, I think they're in. I think
0: that's pretty good. Yeah, I feel it, like 22 it, it's hard to Oh, I'm sorry, Cole. I cut you uh, off.
1: And the, the conference overall this year is the RPI. a conference is a lot better than it's been in the last year. I mean, it's still got the perception of being a bad conference, but when the, you know, the committee looks over and they're like, well, the SEC, you know, have a better RPI. They're, they're, they're the ones that's going to judge it, and they're going to see the numbers. And if it continues that way, I mean, or, or the SEC might get like four teams in. So, you know, the better your conference is, the lower that number has to be. You know, you might be able to get, a, get in there with 21 wins.
0: Well, you, you know why we have a bad rap around the nation? Because – teams like mississippi state <laughs> lose ball games to seem like arkansas state in the non-conference Man, schedule i was That's so why, sad when uh, i heard that when y'all text me that like my I, like you know how i was joking earlier about if a uh, portis stayed to play with malik monk and Kayvon allen like i would mm-hmm. die, like i almost like i almost <laughs> drove my car off the hernan Minnesota bridge and i read that i was like well had a good run <laughs> bye and heaven forbid arkansas loses to to mississippi state at any point this year oh uh, no Oh, suicide will be rampant. Oh, just we delete, do play them on the road. I'm just deleting my Twitter. Away,
2: yeah. I'm going to delete my it, Twitter account.
0: Oh, I'm going. I might quit the hog cash. You, you know, I'm going to go <laughs> ahead. I'm going to do a preemptive uh, letter of resignation. I'm saying, you know, what, guys, I can't do this crap anymore. I'm starting. Uh, I'm starting the Red Wolf cast. And oh uh, no. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I, you know, nothing but love for ASU, of course. It's just, it. it that, that's not a team you would typically see beat Mississippi State, is what I'm saying. You know, so I think we can all agree on that. And uh, just, man, it's it's troublesome. It was troublesome, made you think Mississippi State will get better. uh, Hopefully, not too much better. Hopefully, Arkansas can get the sweep, and then they just, you know, improve after the fact. But uh, that certainly caught my attention. It certainly caught y'all's. And uh, I just didn't see it coming, you know, no offense, um, Red Wolf fans.
2: That did not uh, help the conference RPI.
0: It didn't help the conference RPI at all. You know, it probably helped ASU a ton. But, um, you know, so anyway,
1: that's. I don't know what's worse, the South Carolina upstate lost. (laughs) Or that lost to uh, them or ASU. Uh, I know
2: which one's well, worse to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know which one uh, cools my heart down. Um, but uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, you know, so that that was hoops. Been a slow week in hoops. Going to be a slow week. That's why most of the time we spent talking about a a potential um, a potential Cavon um, Allen, Malik Monk, uh, Bobby Portis uh, triumvirate that would just. It would just make me the happiest little boy on earth. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, th- I think a lot of people right now are looking forward to a week from Monday, December 29th, when the Arkansas Razorbacks uh, play football against the University of Texas.
2: Tejas.
0: Tejas. The, 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 the Cows.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, so it's a big game. There's uh, Guys, uh, what's been going on lately? What are your thoughts? Are they the same as when we set the, the bowl invitation? To talk to me about Texas. Colby, I'll start with you.
1: Yeah, it's the same, you know. I've I've I have i not watched Texas play all year, but you know the what I've heard from their offense is it uh, struggles at times, and but their defense is very 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 good. What you expect from a Charlie Strong coached team?
0: Uh, from Arkansas, by the way, Texas. So keep that in mind when you're think. You know, you're, you know, you were nothing until uh, well, I wouldn't say nothing, but uh, Charlie Strong, if if he rebuilds the program, you've got the state of Arkansas to thank for that. Just keep that in mind. You're welcome, Texas. <laughs> you're welcome.
1: Yeah, but he, um, he apparently their uh, run def- or their pass defense is a lot better than their run defense. They haven't been really tested. Um, uh, you know, the Big Twelve being a uh, pass heavy league, they really have not really faced a you know a running team like Arkansas's. But um, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Arkansas faced all year. You know, uh, Texas is going to make Arkansas pass the ball, and um, and then how well Arkansas does then, or if they can still run it with uh, Texas in the box, is uh, you know I think what's going to determine this game.
2: I agree, Logan. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, I'm hoping that our last, our uh, previous Big 12 matchup with Texas Tech will be a hint to how we'll do against Texas. I'd love to run it, you know. How many times we run it against them? We ran it like predominantly in that game. So the last I, twenty-eight snaps or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I, have, I mean, I, I would love to do that, but obviously, I, I do think we'll have to pass to beat them. But their their uh, rush defense hasn't been tested against a team like Arkansas before, so it'll be. I'm I'm curious to see how how well that matchup is because, like Colby said, the Big Twelve they don't really have any run heavy teams. They they're finesse and pass heavy nowadays. So um, I'll be curious to see if they can handle the physical um, combat that's going to happen on the line with Arkansas.
0: Now, Logan, you did a little research. Uh, you talked to, you looked at our common opponents. The only one that Texas and us shared was uh, Texas Tech. Yeah. Now, what did you notice about those games?
2: Uh, they're pretty much mirror images almost, really. We scored more points, but um, it actually was about the same. Uh, I think it's going to be about the same. I mean, like, all the stats were pretty similar. Um, we obviously ran the ball a lot more than anybody else did on Texas Tech because that's pretty much all we did that game. We only passed the ball 12 times, but um, – Pretty similar outcomes, though. I think it was the same amount of score differential. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see what happens, really.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, and it's, we're not really you know inventing the wheel by saying that you know Arkansas is gonna go as far as they can run it uh, on the team. You know, whoever they're playing, that, that that's gonna that's how it's gonna be under the in the Brett Bielema era. That's just that's just gonna be part of it. Uh, Texas, you know. It's one thing to talk about Charlie Strong as a defensive coach, and he's one of the best ones out there, it's sort of why he got the job, and that's why he's climbed the ranks um, so quickly in, in his career. You know, he's still a young guy, and he's at the University of Texas, which, I mean, crap, no matter how you feel about the Longhorns themselves, I think we can all agree it's a top five or six job in college football. Am I, am I right about that?
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: But between the resources and the recruiting base and the facilities, I mean, I – you know, I mean, I if it were on me to make a decision like that, I mean, it would be hard to turn down Texas, uh, te- a vacant Texas job and it, mm-hmm. them giving me the keys to there. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it's just one of those things, and, and he's done well there. The problem is they just may not have the players yet. I mean, you know, it might be some wishful thinking, but, you know, think about it. Like, he's been there. This is Charlie Strong's first year. This is Bert's second year. Um, he literally may just not have... The players that he needs yet he may not have those you know those uh, run stuffers up the middle he may not have line, the linebackers they like I mean there's any number of things that could that that could uh, that could happen I'm not this is all speculation I haven't watched I haven't watched more than twelve snaps of a Texas game this year <laughs> I don't study Texas I, I, you know, <laughs> nobody I, I studies Texas yeah nobody I, studied Texas at all
2: I think one of the matchups that I'm curious to see and it's one that uh, Charlie talks about every game you know the quarterback matchup you know. Um, I think it's going to be huge in this game. Uh, Texas quarterback swoops. Uh, he's pretty mediocre himself, kind of Brandon Allen-esque. The only redeeming quality for him is that he can actually run with his legs and get some get some pretty good yardage. Um, his biggest downfall, though, is he throws quite a few picks. He's got 10 picks on the year. Mm. So I'm curious to see how – you know, our secondary has improved dramatically uh, this year. Uh, we shut out two SEC West opponents. Um, I'm curious to see, you know, if he gets start throwing the ball out there for grabs, um, how – how that goes because if he does that they're going to get they could get beat down and beat down big um if he starts throwing the ball up for grabs
0: if we're able to come up with a defensive score that's going to because we're already going to limit possessions by running the ball and being physical and throwing play action passes uh if we come up with a defensive score a scoop and score a pick six something like that i mean it's that could uh let's just say that could uh bode well for
2: the, 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 that could yeah. be a good well, thing everything I saw on uh, actually went to like a Bevo forum the other day Just oh um, god Lord. I know dude it was, it was linked somewhere I thought I'd click it and see what's up this guy actually did a pretty good breakdown he had like gifs of like uh, film from our games this season so that was kind of cool to look at um, give him credit but um, one of their biggest things is they're terrified of swoops throwing the ball because, like, at any moment he could throw a pick, apparently. So I think that's good for us because I think our secondary is probably one of the best ones they've probably seen all year because um, they don't really play a lot of defense in the Big 12 right now. They, uh, as you saw, the TCU-Baylor game, they're scoring, like, 70 points apiece. So, that
0: was a basketball game.
2: No, that was actually football.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I saw the final score. It had to be basketball, so... I, I don't think football teams –
2: oh, my God, it was a football
0: game. <laughs> so, Dude, yeah, that,
2: So yeah, especially when we got pressure coming from Phylon and Flowers, you know, uh, making him – make some passes that he might regret. So, I'm I am – Probably going
0: to suit up for the game. So that's yeah, just gonna be <laughs> got, got our rush. third
2: pass rusher, Chuck Livingston.
0: Yeah, coming off the edge. So, it's going be, gonna to be a good time. Uh, or a bad time for Texas, you know, because I – you know about my defensive uh, abilities. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah, it's hard to translate the two. Like I said, Texas Tech, that was sort of early in the season. Arkansas wasn't what they were, what they had become yet. Uh, You know, it was an impressive road win. I think we all felt pretty good after the ball game. But we're definitely better now than we were at the time. And Now, now when did Texas play Texas? November 1st. Oh, okay. So that's later in the season. So that's probably, Mm -hmm. you know, Texas is, they're getting near their peak. Because they did finish in a tear. What did they win? Three out of the last four? Yeah, they got Mm -hmm.
2: blown out by TCU there at the end.
0: Which, TCU will do that to you, you know, if uh, yeah. if you let them. TCU will do that. So, you know, I, I'm not going to read too much into them getting shedded by TCU. I'm looking more at the other games because, we're, we're, believe it or not, we don't have TCU's level of talent yet either. But, um, you know, if they can win three out of the last four against the Big 12 uh, opponents, that's probably that, – that shows they're playing pretty well also. So
2: yeah, I was looking at the Yahoo stats, like, for uh, rushing defenses in the country, and uh, Texas actually ranks near the bottom. Uh, <clears throat> they're ranked, like, 65th, I think given up almost 2K yards on the season. Ooh. So, um, and that's against teams that aren't known for running the football either. So, uh, I'm curious, again, to see how that goes, playing against a team that, you know, that's our identity is running the football. So, all kinds of positives, I feel like, for Arkansas. It's just, we don't, it's it's positives, but it's question marks because we don't know until it happens on the field because this is, the only common opponent is Texas Tech, and both games were won pretty decisively. So, um, it's not really much you could take from that, really.
0: You know, and also, um, sort of, you, anytime you got a month off to prepare and get some of your guys healed up, like, they're going to be ready to hit somebody else. You know, Charlie Strong's a great game planner. Brett is a great game I mean, this, this is, here's the thing I'm looking forward to in this game. You're going to have two well-coached teams. Uh, they're not going to make a lot of mistakes, okay? Like this, I mean, Arkansas well, against you would, Missouri. You they, would think. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Arkansas against Missouri slipped up a lot. But generally speaking, you know, you're going to have, uh, just, it's just going to be two good ball teams going at it. I mean, I'm excited. Uh SEC Big 12 uh, contest, what's not to like, and uh, Arkansas-Texas at that. Now, I did a little research on my end. Arkansas is 5, 7, and 2 all-time in bowl games played in Texas. Of course, they're 1-0 against Texas in a bowl game in Texas. Uh, the two ties were their first two bowls there. And, uh, of course, this is the it's not the Cotton Bowl, which is where Arkansas usually goes. But um, still, the last time Arkansas played a bowl game in Texas was also their last uh bowl game that they competed in. It was in January of 2012. Logan had a first-hand account of a 29-16 Arkansas win that day. Uh, Logan, how many Hog fans were at a Cowboy Stadium that day?
2: Uh, that was actually pretty even uh, Arkansas and Kansas State fans, honestly. Ooh. Yeah, uh, compared to like, the Sugar Bowl the year before where it was like predominantly Razorbacks, I was actually really impressed. I didn't know there was any Kansas State fans in general, but uh, they actually had a pretty good showing. I was very impressed.
0: They were I all there up, that day. I
2: walked up to the stadium, <laughs> and it was just a sea of purple everywhere. Like, I was like, "Is there any Razorback fans here? Because I'm a little intimidated right now.
0: And uh, the Cotton Bowl is obviously a game that Arkansas fans usually flock to, uh, traditionally speaking. So, yeah, that's, uh, so you know, so, so good on Kansas State for showing out that day. Um, all right, guys. Hey, no, uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna do predictions because uh, I feel like we're, we're still over a week out, but uh, we're not gonna record until after I guess we we'll record after the game. Yeah, we'll do a recap. We'll do a full Texas recap. Um, so you know what? Hey, it's time. I'm gonna do let's do predictions. Logan, give it to me.
2: Oh man. All right. Well, first off, I want to say this because you guys didn't mention it. We had a month to plan, right? What kind of crazy stuff is Jim Chaney gonna come out oh, with? Oh God! <laughs> this week on Sirius. Oh dude, man, I'm telling you, like, dude, dude, dude. remember this part, listeners, because we're gonna talk about this next week when Chaney throws out the quintuple reverse, Brandon Allen catching a <laughs> touchdown pass,
0: Sam Irwin Hill rolling right and then rolling back
2: left and throwing a pass fifty yards <laughs> to down to Brandon there. Allen for the touchdown. To Brandon <laughs> Allen,
0: he's still gimped out from <laughs> knee.
2: He can barely walk with his back, but he's still out there, you know. Um
0: up where Jonathan Williams takes a handoff with no helmet on so nobody wants to tackle and he just gets concussed
2: like oh man no um I think you know keys to the game uh we got to take care of the football we need to win the turnover battle I think that's going to be huge we've been good about that so far this year uh stay in discipline like Charlie said um we there's been some games you know where we got called we had some pretty costly penalties A&M comes to mind um Missouri comes to mind we need to get a tranquilizer for Dan Skipper and kind of calm him down a little bit um, what's up? Medicate him. Medicate him. yeah. But um, I think Arkansas comes out on top. I really do. I think Swoops has a problem with our secondary. Um, I know Rahan Gaines is out, but I don't know how much of a detriment that's going to be on our team. I think I think the guys <laughs> that are the, might
0: be addition by subtraction. <laughs> yeah, man. we've we'll talked about that out.
2: before. I, I know Tolliver and those guys step up, so they'll be fine. Um, I think the Hogs win. I think we're going to get over thirty. I think we get. I think we win thirty-five, fourteen Razorbacks. ho. <laughs> Tuckback, Razorback, beatdown. Colby, give it to me. All
1: right, my key to the game, I, I, I think what bodes well for Arkansas is Texas' weaknesses are Arkansas' strength. Texas' uh, strength on offense is running the ball. Our strength on defense is stopping the run. Um, and then vice versa on defense, where their strength is uh, their pass defense and their weakness is their run defense. I think it bodes really well for Arkansas, I think, um, um, Arkansas gets a swoop, forces a couple maybe picks um, maybe a pick six and I don't think uh, I think Texas I don't think Texas is a good offense as Ole Miss or Missouri and some you know Georgia and some of these other teams Arkansas has played I think Arkansas wins
2: uh,
0: 27-14. Mm, mm. Lot of Arkansas wins on this side of the ledger. Maybe this no uh I think Arkansas again. I think that it's huge that we're in year two of the Bealema era, and they're just in year one of the Charlie Strong uh, situation. You know, I think I think we saw from ourselves from year one to year two. It's almost like a a compl- it, 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 I, to say it's a different team is not even fair. It's one hundred percent different. Um, it's a different situation. Um, it's almost as though the teams have transformed. You know, Texas, like I was saying earlier. Str- Charlie Strong is a great coach, but if he don't have the horses, he don't have the horses. That sort of limits what he's got, you know. So, uh, I think Arkansas wins this game pretty convincingly. I think, uh, I think I like twenty-eight to six Razorbacks. Woo! That defense, defense, absolutely defense. Um, you know, give up give a pair of field goals, uh, and I also think that uh, Jonathan Williams and Alex Collins both go over a bill on the ground. That's what I'm going to say is going to be the. Uh, I'm not. You know, we're not going to. We're not going to churn the runs out. They'll probably both have over 20 carries, but we're, they're going to keep moving those chains. They're going to keep hitting for, you know, decent, you know, get, get hidden for some decent yardage, you know, four or five yards a pop, and it's going to end, you know, they're both going to be over a bill. Might be, you know, 100, 105, 110 piece, but they're both going to go over it. Uh, Brent Allen's going to be fine. He's going to manage the game, be, be efficient, and, uh, you know, I think that with A.J. Derby back in the lineup, it gives another option. I could see – you know, maybe a, a long play-action pass to him too. Uh, defensively, I think the, is going to be the key. You know, uh, limiting their possessions and then forcing punts, three and outs, things like that. So, uh, I'm, I'm not worried about their their good pass defense because I don't think we're going to pass it a lot anyway. Now I know this, is where Chaney's probably listening and saying, "Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> you watch? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. Forty seven passes. Is this game indoors? <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, you know, so just um, yeah, Arkansas twenty eight six feels good to me." It'll sort of uh, mirror that two thousand, that famous two thousand Cotton Bowl against Texas, where the Arkansas defense was just uh, really impenetrable, and um, it'll be another win that we'll talk about for a long time, and and Texas will point towards the twenty, was it twenty twenty one meeting in Fayetteville, Um, you know, so that's sort of the way I see it. Um, And uh, again, it's going to be a good game. It'll give the people a lot of people. I'm just happy to be back in a bowl game. I can't even put into
2: words how happy i am It I'm feels back like in a bowl it's been game. forever.
0: Is been this long... our
1: first game we all picked uh, Arkansas to win, besides the
0: non-conference games?
2: I think it's the first one since NIU that we all picked it, yeah. And Charlie was even oh, iffy on that one.
0: Oh, wait. No, I mean, Texas is going to win 24-21. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know it didn't seem to work throughout it the
2: year. We, we, won, we won all the games we all picked, I'm pretty sure. You think so? I think we did.
0: Because <laughs> I don't mind tanking it if you think we can win. I think you did pick Ole Miss,
1: and I think so.
2: Mm-hmm. I, think I think I did Alex
0: pick Ole Miss. Yeah, that,
1: Alex is the only one that picked Ole Miss. So
0: that's right. Yeah. Uh, wait, did I pick Ole Miss or Arkansas? You picked Arkansas. You pick Arkansas? Okay. What? Well, what about uh, LSU? I think you, we all. Do we you, all... Picked, you picked LSU. I picked
2: Arkansas. I think Colby I, picked Arkansas.
0: Arkansas. Too many people in the Arkansas bandwagon. Give me Texas, <laughs> twenty to seventeen. <laughs> Texas. See, I knew it. There's too much confidence on this pod on this Hogcast. <laughs> Give me, the, give me the horns. I'm doing the hook. Oh, God, I'm doing the hook of horns right <laughs> what now. What are you doing? Oh, God. I'm just, hey, uh, I just disowned Charlie.
1: We will delete in the, this uh, out
0: later. The audience uh, not hear this. In the, uh, the you know, I – see, now I'm torn. I don't know. I mean, you, you can't take me seriously as a listener because I'm flip-flopping and whatnot.
2: That's normal. Uh,
0: I think uh, – I hate you. I hate you. Logan's bitter because he was mouthing about the Grizzlies-Bulls game on Friday night, and the Bulls hit him with the beat him down Whatever, dude. He's bitter. That's what he, he's still silently uh, seething over there. That's mm-hmm. all right. I'm used to all that. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm stick with Arkansas. I think Arkansas should win. Uh, yeah, Arkansas, give me the hogs. Uh, now what are the other SEC bowl games between now and then? I feel like we should take a look at them.
2: Yeah, I think the only one we have to talk about before our next podcast will be the Liberty bowl.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'll actually be in attendance of, uh, at this one. I'm sort of looking forward to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it, uh, it's going to be a high-scoring matchup, right? Like, I, I just feel like uh, you're just going to have these teams just up and down the, the field all night. Like, I feel like it's just going
2: to be pretty impressive, right? There should be no defense. It should be a fun game to watch. Yeah, I mean, I'm personally looking forward to it. There should be at least 80, 90 points scored
0: total, at least. <clears throat> and it's going to be awesome because they're going to, um, you know,
2: Here's the, and, uh, here's the only downside, though. You know, we watched Spike Petrino when he went to the Liberty Bowl. It kind of slowed our offense down because it was so cold. So if it's if it's cold out there, do you think that game turns into some kind of like
0: sloppy game?
2: Yeah, sloppy drop fest. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's
2: exceedingly possible. Uh, I I don't know
0: what the weather's going to be like. I haven't looked that far ahead of it. Um, I mean th- that could be possible. I just I don't think it'll really matter. I th- I do think A and M sort of um sort of um. You know, they rediscovered sort of their offensive identity. They scored a lot of points against Auburn. They uh LSU got them, but you know they you know LSU's defense is not bad. Yeah, you know, I feel like they and West Virginia. I just feel like again SEC Big Twelve, they're a mid-rung Big Twelve school. A and M's a mid-rung SEC school, but I feel like A and M could they have won the Big Twelve this year? Like I don't know. Texas and Baylor are pretty good, but uh, so, you know so. Yeah, or Texas, whatever, you know. <laughs> definitely not the same it, thing. <laughs> so one of the Texas, schools in uh, Texas, yeah. Yeah, one of those schools in Texas had a good year. One of them had a decent year. Um, So, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. There will be a lot of points scored. Hopefully A&M can get it done. I do worry that, you know, West Virginia, they beat they beat Baylor. That was their big win, right? Yeah,
2: it was. They beat Baylor.
0: Yeah, they beat Baylor. You know, I, you know I, Dana Holgerson, like, he seems crazy to me, but, like, he's a – I mean, he's a pretty good coach, you know. I mean, if he can keep from getting, you know, drunk and – and uh, you know, sloppy the the before the week of the game. I feel like they'll come out and they'll be prepared, and uh, this will sort of be the warm up for the Arkansas-Texas game that afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be a, it'll be pretty good. And um,
2: you know, here's, I don't. Here's my thing: Does Kevin Sumlin's uh, bad luck keep going? I know he had a bad week last week in recruiting. But yeah, it's, really. Another icing on the cake just to lose to West Virginia in the Liberty Bowl. <laughs>
0: You know, and we've all we've all sort of wondered all year if he's not maybe already kind of looking at the NFL anyway, kind of sizing it up, and if, if he loses to West Virginia, that might be his sign, right? That he needs to go. Uh, um, you know, they've um, I like someone; he's a charismatic guy. I think he's a good coach, but uh, but the, the, the difference between the the Johnny Manziel era and the post Johnny Manziel era are night and day because Arkansas should have beaten them, and that's not sour grapes. They really should have won the game. They're up fourteen in the fourth quarter, but um, sad times. Anyway, I think I'm going to pick A and think I'm going to pick A and M 45 41 over West Virginia. Yeah, I'm I'm calling it points, points galore.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Basketball, basketball on turf. What do you think, Logan?
2: Yeah, I, t- I picked A and M in this game as well. I think it's I think both of them get over 50. I'm gonna say 56 Ooh. 50. A and M.
1: Colby, to me this. It, it, um... Yeah, I think A and M will win the game. Uh, what's kind of interesting is this is actually one of uh, two games that C is not favored in the bowl. Uh, I can't remember the other one, but West Virginia is uh, kind of been struggling as late. They started off hot, uh, beat Baylor, and we're looking like you know might could even win the Big Twelve. Uh, they've kind of been in a little decline. They lost to Texas the second to last game, so and m has been playing a lot better towards the end of the year. They had that kind of funk toward the middle of the year, but I I think AM wins this. Um, like I said, it's going to be a high-scoring game probably who has the ball last probably wins the game. Uh, you know, um, I don't know, 38-35 maybe. And the weather maybe slows them down a little bit.
2: Yeah, the weather. If it's if it's under 30 degrees out there, that that score will come down dramatically, I think.
0: I feel like they're going to score regardless. I feel like they both run their stuff and um... You know, I feel like neither one of them has a, the commitment to defense. So, I, I just feel like they're going to – that's my way of saying their defenses stink. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like they're just going to um, – they're just going to run up and down the field. Um, cold or not, I just feel like, you know, they know their system. So, um, you know, should be interesting. Uh, looking forward to it. Should be a good game. And then, of course, next week will be the heavy SEC. Um, I mean, pretty much all – I mean, the playoffs start on New Year's Day, right?
2: Yeah, so we'll have like – 12 games to go through next week. So.
0: Right. So it's sort of, you know, the SEC doesn't really get going until uh until after um shoot, I guess, the last couple of days of the year.
2: Yeah, 30th, 31st and 1st will be like almost all the games.
0: Yeah. So that's a uh, so so that's pretty impressive, you know. Th- that will be something to look forward to. So I mean, it's kind of weird that we are one of the first teams to play. Um but, you know, we, we sort of knew, that, I mean, we we could have played anywhere from the 29th until I mean, the eighth, they were we even got ta- the
2: Birmingham Bowl.
0: Birmingham, yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those, you know. It's, I
2: still think that this is like the best game possible for us, like for our like level of uh, like bowl that we could have gotten. Right. Because the primetime game, it's against a like a huge opponent, like for us. Like, that's a huge rivalry game that everybody, we already sold out the Texas Bowl, uh, first right. sell, sell out in Texas Bowl history. So, uh, that's big
0: time. All they had to do was team up Arkansas and Texas.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a, that's, they, they knew that going in. They had to. Right.
0: They probably couldn't believe that they got that opportunity. You know, they were sitting there and they're like, "Oh man, this is you know, we got Arkansas and Texas. We can get. I mean, that's seriously like because they know their fans fans will be there. You know, people. I mean, that's a no brainer. That's phenomenal. Like, I mean, they, um, uh, the the Texas Bowl is a real winner here.
2: Most definitely. I mean, like I said, the first sellout in their history. I know the Texas Bowl hasn't been going on too long, but still, that's big time.
1: It's one of the big, I think it's one of the biggest bows as far as payout, um, besides the uh, playoff games and, uh, you know, I guess the orange game, the, the alternate games and uh, maybe the cotton bow, but, uh, I was listening, Jeff Long talked on Bow show and, um, apparently the way he talked, they really pushed that game. Uh, is that that's where they wanted. And Bieleman was saying that, you know, he didn't think they would go to this bow because this is kind of their dream matchup before going to Missouri. And he didn't think they would get to this bow without beating Missouri. He thought they'd go to a lesser bow and, um, After they lost to Missouri, he didn't think they were going and ended up uh, working out uh, uh, that they did anyways.
0: It's pretty impressive. You know, in the Liberty Bowl, like, no offense, like, we just talked about it, but they probably feel like, man, did they they sort of, like, miss the boat over there on their end because, you know, they could have had Arkansas and Texas at their game, but, you know, they they sort of tied themselves to Tennessee. And then when Tennessee, you know, Texas A&M jumped up and down about not playing Texas ever again, which Mm. is weird. Like, I mean – I feel like I'm going to put the the uh, the breakup thing into perspective. Like, Texas A&M is sort of – they've benefited from leaving the Big 12 and Texas behind. I think we can all agree on that, right? I agree. So, I would love – like, if I'm A&M, if I'm Kevin Sumlin or the A&M brass, like I, like, I would love to play Texas in a bowl game and smash them and show them, like – and show them like how awesome I'm doing. Like, you know, what do they say? The best revenge is living well. Like, you know, drop drop a three touchdown you know win on a on Texas and That's, say, oh yeah.
2: By the same token, though, we've talked about how A and M is already in a decline after the Manziel era. Yes. What if they go and play Texas in the Texas Bowl and Texas lays it on them? Uh, not only would that kill all recruiting uh, advantage that they previously had, it, it would be like a death nail in the program almost in Texas.
0: So you're saying that the risk reward wasn't quite worth it? Well,
2: because I mean Texas A and M was a really popular team the last two years, but I still don't think they're going to be able to overtake Texas as the best team in Texas, most popular right. team in Texas. It's not going to happen. It's just not.
0: Well, that's true. Yeah, Texas is always going to be that team, you know. But it's it, it is weird that, that Arkansas, they uh the, the, they still play, you know they play they play Texas in bowl games twice now, and they've even um they've even um you know. Uh, Way scared. No, Arkansas line of a plan, but, you know, and more than held their own, too. So, um, you know, I guess just a difference of opinion, you know, and again, they're sort of, you know, they've got more to lose being in-state. I mean, we can play Texas. I mean, we're not getting a lot of kids out of Texas anyway. Uh, you know, if we lose to Texas, it's like, all right, well, we hate losing to Texas, but it's whatever. But, yeah, you're right. A&M, mm-hmm. they lose to Texas, and it's almost catastrophic. And like you said, our boy Kevin Sumlin already struggling this week, and, um, you know, so it's...
2: Well, Arkansas just playing in Texas is a recruiting advantage. Even if we lose, like, just getting that exposure in the state is huge. I mean, any kind of exposure down there is good exposure, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why the, the A&M series and Cowboy Stadium is such a big deal. That's why playing games down there is such a big I mean, there again, no downside. Uh, pretty exciting. And, um, you know, again, we will see how the, the Liberty Bowl between uh, A&M and West Virginia sort of plays out. I mean, I think it'll be a great matchup. I think it'll be fan friendly. I think it'll be fun to watch even for a casual fan just because um you know just because um, you know a lot of points scored. You know, you'll have some big name teams even if they're not what they used to be. So,
2: so what uh, time Kobe is that at, game?
0: That game is at, I believe one o'clock that, that afternoon. So, so you
2: Arkansas at eight.
0: Yeah, so so for my you know for me personally I'll be able to go to the game and then get home, cross the bridge and then be in my situation well in time to catch Arkansas, Texas and you know, I'm gonna tell you something else, guys. I might even stop and pick me up a uh, six pack of Yingling, which is a delicious beer that you can get in Memphis uh, on the way home too. And just uh, especially if Arkansas wins, I'm just gonna get completely smashed, hammered, drunk on Yingling, which is a delicious lager. <laughs> they didn't actually buy any ad space on this show. I just like Yingling.
1: It is a good beer. We actually my bachelor party at Tunica. We stopped in and at the Kroger, and I got about 130 something beer from there.
0: Wait, wait, did you say 130?
1: Yeah, I don't remember how much total we bought. I mean, we just kept buying. We just bought. Cost us <laughs> of of
2: hard to pay, boy. <laughs> oh, god! That's how you do a bachelor party, folks. My man,
0: uh, he. Good lord, I didn't <laughs> know it was like that.
1: We, we just took the hotel. That that was just our, our truck, uh, some our, our Tahoe full of people. Some other people brought some other stuff. how so.
2: you even fit that much in a Tahoe?
1: Um, I mean, it was, I mean, it was like in, I guess it, they sold it in like 24 packs of uh, the bottles. So, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I count, count. it might've been 96. I can't remember how much there was. I mean, my math's not that backtrack. great, so. Don't
0: backtrack now.
1: It, 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 it was a lot. It, it was, I think it was hundred. <laughs> <It's
0: laughs> on, on next week's episode of Cereal, how much beer did Colby drink <laughs> at his bachelor party? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know. I hope uh, some
1: of our listeners have listened to Serial, or they're not getting anything we said this whole episode.
0: Getting any of this? Yes. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> the, the, the initial, the shock will wear off by by next week probably. Um, but um, you know, this week is just too intensive. Colby got me started listening to it, and uh, I'm actually listening to it for the second time now. I'm on my second trip through, so pretty yeah. interesting. But I, haven't, I
2: haven't listened to of either, listeners. So I'm behind as
0: well. L- L- Logan's kill You know, Logan's just he's just missing all these references, but but he'll get them one day uh no guys let's try to transition here into recruiting uh it's it's sort of we're getting near the end of the process obviously signing days in february and there's still some dominoes to fall but uh colby can you sort of break down any news that we've had this week in uh Cruton?
1: yeah it's it's the dead period right now so coaches are only able to talk to players once a week and um of course the player or that's what the coach contacted the player the player can contact the the coach, so it's really quiet. Um, but Kali Houghton, a safety, a uh, big time uh, safety out of Texas, Arkansas, was on uh, his top three, was probably Arkansas, Baylor, and Oklahoma. Uh, ended up picking Oklahoma. No surprise. Um, it's what I was saying that he was leaning at. Um, I mean, nothing that I really inside information, just what I'd been reading and seeing. It looked like you know, he was going either Oklahoma, or probably Baylor with Oklahoma in the lead, but you know, like I said, no surprise there, and I'm sure what no surprise to the st- Arkansas staff. I'm sure you know they're on some other big time safeties, some out of Florida, and then another guy to Texas. So, um, you know, I don't think they have any problem filling that? It, didn't, it just been a, been a pleasant surprise if we end up getting them. Um, got and then Toby um, Weathersby uh, decommitted from Texas, and this oh. was kind of right at dead period where you know Texas really couldn't contact him anymore, but um, he decommitted. He was their highest recruit at the time, um, in Arkansas came out of the blue and apparently that he's been high in arkansas she's been kind of kept quiet and it's between arkansas or old miss and lsu so he's a big offensive tackle arkansas would, would love to have uh he's the number two uh offensive lineman in texas and so you know there's a lot of big fish out there so um you know i wouldn't be surprised at all if arkansas lands him um you know i don't know which way he's leaning he's kind of kept it close to his best so i guess we'll see in the you know coming weeks and closer to sign day where he goes and um, also, a couple of Razorbacks uh, participate in their first practice on Friday. Zach Rogers actually got cleared; wasn't thought to be able to play. He didn't think he was going to be able to. Got cleared from the doctor from his injury that uh, put him out for the season, and he was at practice on Friday. And as well as Ty Storia, Will Gregg will join him uh, next week. It's
0: great news. Uh, did, did they say anything about their practice? Did they say that they, you know, um, that the guys that were involved? Did they say that they were able to? you know, say anything about the process at all, like they say they liked it, or no, you said they won't practice until next week.
1: No, Zach Rogers and Ty Story practiced on Friday, I don't know, know, I'm sure it was just kind of a, you know, I'm sure they didn't get hardcore drills, but I'm pretty sure, you know, they probably did some some light work, and um, I've been kind of out of commission the last uh, few days, so I haven't been able to see exactly what they did, I think they did some basic. they had some interviews too, so. I'll watch oh. them and it'll be interesting to see how, how their practice went. But anytime you get them extra practice, kind of get them in, going in the system. And then, especially when they go to spring, you know, um, that's just more, um, you know, I just think that's uh, ups the process.
0: Absolutely. They're more ingrained in it and they, they sort of get some first uh, hand experience. That's great news. I mean, it's. You know, it's a rare thing for a kid to be able to graduate early and get to um, get to practice early, but you know, when it's when it's possible, you know, that's that's certainly interesting, you know. And now people will be able to you know, see what uh story Story's is about if they want to drop by practice or something like that. So um, not a bad thing. It'll certainly benefit them and you know, again, there's been a lot of hype around Story the last couple of years, so um pretty good stuff. Um, do we have any questions from um, hog fans or anybody anybody at all?
2: i think we even asked on social networks today if we had any questions actually
0: it's just been a real uh lagging operation this week this week with christmas around the corner and whatnot it's just been a incredibly um like i, I can feel it for myself and i'm sure you know sure you guys can too i'm sure people aren't browsing the interwebs like they used to be and um
2: everybody's christmas so, shopping bro yeah
0: they're, they're trying to figure out what to buy me well guys i'm a I, I, I wear a medium shirt, you know, I like sweaters, I like button-ups and downs, uh, things like that. Uh, their, their I could use a new hat.
2: They're Christmas shopping or, and listening to Cereal, Then I i got time for the <laughs> Hogcast, it's all about
0: Cereal, dude. <laughs> yeah, really, it's Cereal, after they get done with Cereal, then they might, you know, then they might drop back into the Hogcast, you know, so they've, uh, I mean, we can be like Cereal too, we can investigate the, uh, Colby, what would be the best possible, uh, Razorback cereal mashup. Would it be like the uh, Houston nut? Oh, yeah.
1: It'd be that or it'd be that or the Petrino yeah, accident. Like Petrino? what really happened? Did he really record? He get beat up. I mean, do, do, that, this yeah. week on cereal.
0: <laughs> hey baby, come outside I'm on my bike. The driveway. <laughs> Bobby had been running around with Jessica Grill for three months and nobody <laughs> had no, and there was nobody in the wiser until April 1st, 2012. Uh, <laughs>
2: 2012.
0: Do, do, do. I'll always remember April
2: 1st of that year. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. Like, I, I didn't did want too. to play. My brother in law sent me a text was like, Petrino got in a motorcycle rack. I'm like, dude, you're not even funny. That's messed up. Why would you joke about that?
1: No. Here, here's um, I actually started my new job. Um, it actually I left the Monday following the 2012 uh, Cotton Bowl when we won, and I was you know things were looking up, you know next season looking pretty good. And then the next week I went down to Alabama and started uh, uh, chatting or training for my drop there, and I was there eight weeks. And um, actually we had a convention coming up in Arkansas, and so me and their owner, me and the owner, flew down and uh, went to I uh, think it was in Rogers the convention, or maybe it was in Fayetteville. And we went there and we actually watched one of the spring practices. And I said, Do "You want to come?" I told the boss, "I was like, you want to see the 2013 national championship?
0: Oh man! And so it was just, you know, a
1: few later, I'm just sitting there, just devastated, stuck in Alabama, seeing the news. I'm like, "Oh gosh."
0: So basically, it was your fault. <laughs> yep, Colby's fault. <laughs> History we song. Doing, I think if we were doing a, uh, I think if we were doing a serial mashup, I think you would have to investigate the theory that, um, that. Jessica's boyfriend uh put his hands on him. Like, I mean, the, as time goes on, I sort of buy that more and more because can you imagine how infuriating it would be to like come home and catch Bobby Petrino no matter what kind of status Bobby had at the time, like can you imagine how it would like you come home, you've been working hard all day, you know, your girl's at the house and like she's back there kicking it with like Bobby like on one hand I'd be like kinda of flattered, but, like, Man, if she had to run around on me, I guess it's cool that she's doing it with Bobby Petrino, but the other hand I'm like, That at Bobby, like <laughs> why me, dude? Like, it's funny. of all the women in Fayetteville. Why you gotta? Why you gotta hook up with my girl? Like, how does that work? So, do you think he actually wrecked his bike, Logan, or do you think that? No, I, that think, guy, I think
2: I think I think took the wood wood to the guy. I really do. Did,
0: did he show up with the Darren McFadden thing? And you know, and, and <laughs> well, here's my thing: like,
2: I don't think she had any kind of bruises on her, and she was on the bike as right. well. So either either here's my theory: either the guy beat him up at the place or whatever, or. He ran him off the road, like like Petrino, like wrecked in his off his vehicle yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, I think the guy was chasing him down. He messed with the wrong
0: guy. Colby, what do you think about the <laughs> Nisha call? I mean, uh, I mean about the, the, that theory.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. It's the whole thing, what I think is funny is he that you know after the wreck, he's wearing the sugar bow hat. And he's like, hey, people are gonna remember <laughs> this when they find out what happens. Petrino was thinking ahead. He's like, let me put this sugar bow hat that I haven't worn in a year. They'll think about this when they find out what really happened. And then the one guy, when I don't know if you ever seen this, when he's leaving the press conference, one of the uh, media guys is like, so is there anybody riding with you? Like He already knew, but he was just bringing it up, and Trino's look is like, oh, you know what?
2: Here's my no, thing, I, like, I didn't see that. Is that true? Yeah, that's yeah. true. But here's my oh, thing. Gosh. Like, He does that press conference on his own will. Like He does that. Right. Like, least, he he, uh, he, called, it, he yeah. called it knowing very well that he's lying about everything he's saying. Like, why would you do that to yourself? He had no, he was not forced to have that press conference. He he was, he was still in the pain meds. Yeah, I was like BP, stay in the hospital and claim ignorance on everything. Just sit there, act like you're dead. Grant, no interview requests. Go off the grid. We're gonna
0: deactivate your Twitter. We're gonna take your cell phone even. We don't want anybody getting a hold of you.
2: Yeah, you sit in the hospital until spring, until like summer, like until summer ball. You just lay in this hospital.
0: They uh I, I still to this day, I believe that he was expecting that the officers that found him were gonna pull a good old boy and cover it up. And I, I still feel like he was completely taken aback like when all the other information came out, like the police report. Like I feel like he's sitting there with his wife and like she's like, Oh Bobby, I'm just so glad you're okay. I made you some French toast. Thanks, baby. And like he looked he opens up the paper, you know, and he's he's just now getting over the the uh the Dorio, losing out on Dorial Green Beckham, which has been my theory. Dorial Green Beckham ruined the Petrino <laughs> era. That's that's been my before serial. This predate serial, but anyway, um, uh, that, that's my that's my theory for a while that when he missed out on Dorial Green Beckham and he went to Missouri, that he that basically like that ruined it. Like he he went off the deep end. He started seeing Jessica Durrell, and uh and and really I think it got to the point where he didn't really care, and he's just like I don't care. The only, the only gonna...
2: problem the only problem with that theory is that he was texting her like hours before the Alabama game. So it, had, yeah. it predated that. Very was Houston nut. It was very Houston nut to be so different. He was very Houston nut in his affair.
0: They uh, so you're saying as smart as he is on the field, he's he's just like Houston nut off the field in his affairs.
2: And uh, his affairs, yes, they they went very similar. How are you gonna text the girl with your school phone? Hours before a game, dude. Like, you're supposed to be focused on beating Alabama, dude. Let's go. Now,
1: now when when, you, when Jeff Long was looking for the coach after he fired Petrino, do you think he was made sure they had a good-looking wife? Like, that was part of it so they wouldn't be, you know, messing around. Well, or mission accomplished. It would decrease the Yeah, chances?
0: absolutely. Good job. <laughs> good hire, Jeff. Good job.
1: <laughs> like, that's a good coach, but his wife, you know, I don't know. to
0: be honest. I, I do not remember seeing uh, Mrs. Petrino during his entire time here. Like, I'm sure they showed her, but I, I showed
2: not I only remember her one time, and that was when he got hired, because they had her and his daughter uh giving them roses on that in that press conference because that was that was one of my most like remembered press conferences ever because i was so oh, hyped yeah. about the petrino i remember i was calling charlie i've calling my was... dad i've calling everybody well oh, yeah, like,
0: yeah charlie and your dad same person <laughs> oh my
2: god <laughs> oh word <laughs> another cereal for another
0: <laughs> uh yeah i remember that too because uh his record at the time was in, and again i his record still speaks for itself you know about petrino is a quality coach it just it, it's just so weird that it's sort of you know it it happened that, of course, then that le- that paves the way for the John L. Smith disaster, and then you've got everything that's happened since then. And you know, dark, now got-
2: dark club rises, club burnt yeah. rises.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, like, you've got you know, John L. is just a complete doofus. Like, I mean, just in in any way, shape, or form. And he's got that whole bankruptcy scandal. Like, I think about it.
2: Our I mean, program all- was a laughing stock for like three years.
0: Listen, we're we're joking about cereal and all this stuff, but, like, if they were going to do a cereal about a college football program, Arkansas would be the ideal choice. I mean, you know, you think about Houston and all the drama that he brought. And, by the way, this is the most we've talked about Houston not on a podcast ever. Uh, We brought him up in the basketball section. You know, you think about Gus Malzahn thing, the Donna Bragg thing. You think about all the extra fun that he brought with. Then you talk about, you know, NCAA investigations. You talk about Petrino. I mean, Arkansas really got it all in terms of drama so off the field. Crap. Is
2: there, there going to be a 30-for-30 30 30 on Arkansas one day? Is that what you're telling me?
0: <laughs> the U-A. It's going <laughs> it like to be about like about two parts UA. like the U. Yeah, it has to be two parts. It would parts. Be, like, it'd be like a 20-minute special. I mean, think about it. I mean, you would cover – I mean, you could, you could look at how – you, you could talk about how he ran off, uh, you know, Gary Brashears back in the day uh, – you know, the, the the Malzahn stuff would be the best. Just the 2006 season would need its own episode. There's no question because you go from getting dump trucked at home by USC, just absolutely mauled, okay, and then you've got um, you know, then you've got the Mitch Mustaine era. You've got the Auburn win, which would be fascinating. I mean, you think about it. There's just so much crap you could. I mean, it, it's amazing. Like you you couldn't fit it into an hour. No, you couldn't. Um, and and then Petrino, part two, the petrino Darrell saga would obviously take center stage and. Um, can I direct this? Would this be a good thing to direct?
2: You just need to mail this in to ESPN. Just write a script, Charlie, and uh, send it in.
0: And, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll do. I mean, I, I'm, here's the thing Houston's got a lot of time. He would be able to be interviewed. He's it's not like doing Mitch, anything else. Mitch Mustang. called but, that 30 for 30. You caught. Yeah, you, brother, let me tell you. I caught a lot of googles today, Chuck. <laughs> uh, talking to Chuck Barrett, that was uh, Casey Dick's first. I think it was his first or his second start. It was at Ole Miss. I remember that because we heard it on the post game leaving Oxford. And uh, I'm like, did, did, I was like, did that guy just say?
2: I ca- and, and then Casey Dick came out and said it was an audible. <laughs> yeah, called us an audible. <laughs> Casey, uh, Coach Nutt said he called that play there. What happened?
1: We'll what have to, in the, in the summer when it's kind of getting slow, we'll just have to, we just do like a whole episode of just like stuff like
0: that. That would be great. Like sort of a what if. Yeah. Um, they've, uh, well, uh, guys, do you have anything to add to our, uh, to our uh, po- hodgepodge uh, episode today?
2: Nah, I think if I had it anymore, I'd go over time. I think we'll have to save up our serial episodes for later.
0: Well, uh, anyway, guys, thanks for listening to the Hogcast. Uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of our heart. We really do appreciate y'all listening, y'all's feedback, uh, downloading, telling people about it. Uh, and if you haven't done any of that, we still appreciate you for uh, acting like you would do that and you know making me believe that you would do such a thing. So regardless, if you're listening to this right now and you listen to this whole ADD episode of the Hogcast, we appreciate it.